0: Hi, I'm Walter Hallam, and you're listening today to the Walter Hallam Ministries Podcast. Get ready to receive a powerful word from God today. I want to talk to you about living the victorious life. Uh, you'll, You'll notice everything in life has an opponent, everything that's alive has an opponent. I enjoy watching animal shows and nature shows. And I really like to watch fishing things like National Geographical do these things. And they're, uh, you know, I, I have no idea how they get all of that great photography that they get, of course. It's just stunning to me. But they watch the little shrimp and they watch the little seahorses. And they, they have all the just a little bitty uh, thing, even the plankton uh, that, that feed great, wh- great whales. Isn't that interesting that whales grow off of the largest whales uh, don't even eat everything else. They just eat the smallest stuff that's in the water. And it, it's plankton. It's some kind of a little uh, of life form that's in the water. And they eat that and they become the biggest animals on the planet. I'm not really sure why I said that, except I just think it's fascinating. Maybe that's why every time we take a whole lot of little bites, we become the biggest animals on the planet. I just In our family, I'm not sure. But be that as it may, everything has an opponent. Everything that has life has an opponent. A rock has an opponent. Water is a great opponent to a rock. Wind is an opponent. It can actually cause it to erode and all of those things take place. But everything has a challenge in life. Anything that God created, uh, ever since the curse was activated, it now has a challenge to it. And you can be sure in your life, all of your life, there are challenges that will come against you. Some of them are things I just would call natural challenges. I don't know, maybe that's just the aging process or something. Uh, Just natural things that you can deal with, but but many of them are spiritual. And they activate the natural realm against you. Thank God we have the Holy Ghost. Give me two amens right there. And thank God there are more for us than there are against us. But it's important to understand that All of your life, there are things that you will have to deal with. You'll have to overcome. Some of them can be very, very impacting, very dramatic, very serious. Others are not near as uh, serious as some others. But that will always be the case. I said that to say this. When you get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, it does not mean, obviously, that you are just going to be on a flowery bed of ease the rest of your life it means you're still living on planet earth and you have not gone into heaven yet. And so you have to rise up in the name of Jesus. Come on, shout his name out loud. And live that life by faith that God has given you to live. He gave you two things. He gave you a good mind and he also will give you a spiritual mind. He will give you natural eyes. He will give you spiritual eyes. You have natural faith, the Bible says, but you also have spiritual faith. The natural works against the natural, but it takes the spiritual to work with the spiritual. And and the, the issue that's so important is there's natural and spiritual both all the time. And if you only use the natural to try to be victorious you will be losing that battle and not winning it. But if you will use the natural uh, in relationship to the natural and use natural wisdom and spiritual wisdom, and if you will use the spiritual, the Bible calls them the weapons of our warfare. If you'll use the spiritual against the spiritual, you'll find out that there is like a double strength in you. There is a double anointing in you and no weapon, no weapon, natural or spiritual that is formed against you will prosper. But you've got to use them both or you will lose before it's over with. Naturally, you cannot win against a spiritual opponent. So it's very natural uh, uh, for men and women to look for ways to try to win. Without the knowledge of Jesus, just give me give me like 15 minutes with this today. Without the knowledge of Jesus and of the power of the Holy Spirit and the revelation of the Word of God, all of those things running in sync in your life, without that, uh, men look for spiritual help against a common spiritual foe. And so if you have never heard of Jesus, you're looking for, you're looking for Muhammad. If you've never heard of Jesus, if you're in India, there's 300 million gods, deities that they say they seek after to try to get help in the natural realm. That's, that's almost a million per day. That's why it's so important when men come to uh, to the knowledge, the saving knowledge of Jesus, that they walk away from all other spiritual, shout hallelujah, Hallelujah. because there is a spiritual realm, uh, and the Bible says, but there is a holy spiritual realm, and that's the one you and I want to access in Jesus' name. That's the one that he is the door to, the scripture says, He is the way. He is the door. He is the strength. He is uh, everything that we need and we find it in his name. So he gives us weapons. He gives us, the Bible calls them, keys to the kingdom of God. Come on, shout the name of Jesus with me three times right now. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I like to say that the name of Jesus is the key ring. And then the keys to the kingdom of heaven are attached to that key ring. That's why the Bible says, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Saying Jesus is not a ceremonial chant uh, that we just kind of symbolize at the end of a prayer or a statement some way or another. No, no, no. You need an understanding that is the activator. That activates the spirit realm when you speak that name in faith, when you connect that name to your spirit. Not just to your little brain, not just to your tongue, but you connect it with a revelation and you shout the name of the risen Savior, you speak that name, you pray that name, the one who defeated sickness, the one who defeated poverty, the one who defeated the fallen curse, all of those kind of things, the one who is alive forevermore, the Son of God, King of kings, Lord of lords, all wrapped up, the Bible says, God put all of his power, he invested it in his name, and he gave that name to us. And when that name is breathed on lips of faith, Oh, hallelujah. You suddenly become not just a natural force, not just a social force, you become a spiritual force. And the Bible calls you a soldier. Uh, Not only are you sheep, but we're also soldiers. The soldier of the Lord. The apostle Paul writes a lot about it. Here in Ephesians chapter uh, six, listen to this now. And you'll have to have your pen and pencil out real quick or however you record this uh, because I'm going to give these to you quickly as we do this. Ephesians chapter six, I've been speaking on this now uh, for a period of time. Verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Everybody shout strong. strong. Say it again. Strong. Say it again. Strong. Be strong in the Lord. Well, pastor, I just feel so weak sometimes. Time out, time out, time out. Let's get the feelings out of the way. I do understand that. I'm human too. Everybody is. They understand that. But when, do, when will you ever change that confession and start saying, well, pastor, sometimes I feel so strong. It's amazing how many more people are going to want to be around you because you have strength. That joy of the Lord. Come on, shout joy. Listen, the joy of the Lord What's his name? Who's the Lord again? What's his name? The joy of the Lord is your? Well, I don't feel like it. No, no, no. Joy doesn't have anything to do with feelings. It can help produce a feeling, but it has nothing to do with uh, a feeling. Happy, glad, all of that has a lot to do with feelings. Joy is a quality of the Holy Spirit which you possess, but you have to use that. You have to activate it. You have to tell your face Today, I believe I'll have some joy. I think I I don't care how I feel. I think I'm going to have some joy. I'll just take a cup of joy today. Get up and look in the mirror. And you see all of the stuff that you have never achieved in your face. All of the dreams that you saw on TV that somebody else had. You've not accessed all of those things yet. And instead of letting that push you down by your feeling. Why don't you just look at that and say, well, today I believe maybe the day something happens. I think I'll just rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'll tell myself to rejoice. Say it with me again. Rejoice in the Lord always. 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 And again, again. I'll tell myself myself rejoice. rejoice. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord right there, would you? It's very important to do that. You are a magnet for the kingdom of God when you activate those keys, those weapons, those principles that are in reality inside of you as a believer. You have to activate them. No one can do it for you. Don't be mad at your husband if he acts like a grouch. Don't be mad at your wife or your kids if they act like humans. You go ahead and let that joy come forth anyway. Now, I know you can't go around laughing and smiling all the time because some things uh, take a different encounter. But uh, as far as the emotion, but the spirit man, come on, that joy of the Lord should stay in you at all times. Let me tell you what joy will do. Joy will keep you in control. And ready for this? Ready for this? Joy will make you uncontrollable. Nothing that tries to control your life Manipulate you, nor anything else can do that if you have the joy of the Lord. Because if your joy is in line with something that is a kingdom-related, good, blessing, peace, joy, something that's uh, good, it will. You'll know immediately. Because if it's opposed to that, your your joy factor on the inside will say, "Man, that's not right." I know that's not right. I don't know why it's not right, but it's just not right. That's trying to steal my joy. I don't like, I don't care about the feeling. It's trying to change my joy. And anytime you're losing joy, you're losing strength. Anytime you're losing strength, you're increasing vulnerability. Anytime you're increasing that, your adversary the devil will take advantage of it. Look at two people and say, I think I can go home right now. I think I've been in church already. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power, and in the power, and in the power, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His strength, ability, might, His anointing, His glory, His mindset, His action. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Uh, Verse 11, put on. Somebody said that to me one time. They said, all you Christians, I've seen them. uh, They're they're a bunch of hypocrites. They're just putting on. I went, well, you're half right. I'm not a hypocrite, but I am putting on. I'm going to put on the the whole armor of God. Sometime I might uh, forget a little of that armor sometime. Or I might not have got it all put on yet, but I'm going to tell you in Jesus' name, yeah, I'm putting on. I'm going to put on the whole armor of God. And it's not over yet. You just hang on there. If I'm not acting exactly right yet, you just hang on there because I just don't have that that armor yet. But I'm going to get that sword of the spirit. I'm going to get that shield of faith here. I'm going to get that helmet of salvation. It may take me another 15 minutes to get it, but I'm going to put that on. Now, in a perfect world in and in all of those kind of things, you'd get up first thing in the morning and spiritually speaking, you'd go through this routine. Put on the helmet of salvation, the whole armor of God. The helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So, so everywhere you go, the peace of God is going with you. You're just walking with the peace of God everywhere you go. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and above all, the shield of faith. And then the next verse says, praying with all prayer and supplication. I actually think there's one more called prayer. I believe all of those things are very necessary. I mean, before you ever even brush your teeth, you just get up out of the bed. Tell me, when you get up in the morning, brush your teeth. How many of you are glad that toothpaste is cheap, huh? Touch somebody and say, take notes on that part. Come on, take notes on that part. So before you do anything else, you get up in the morning and in a perfect world, somehow or another, when your feet hit the ground or before you ever get out of that bed, you just open your eyes and you're thinking, I'm going to put on the helmet of salvation. And you you just get your mind uh, flowing the right direction. You just... Uh, and. Totally embrace the uh, fact that it's the righteousness of God. You're not going to let condemnation and guilt and all of that because your motive will be good. Whether you miss it or not, you're going to be endeavoring to do what's right. You're covered with that righteousness of of the Lord Jesus. And you just put on all of that armor just a piece at a time. Then you jump up and go in there and brush your teeth. I mean, you don't even have to turn on the light switch. The lights just come on because of the power that's all around you. In in a perfect world, that might be the way it is. But uh, how many of you have not quite achieved that role yet? I just want to know if you're not quite there yet. Well, you ought to be pressing toward that, of course. Every one of us should be endeavoring to get stronger and stronger every day because we put on the whole armor of God So we are able to stand against the tricks, the traps, the deceptions, the schemes of the devil. King James uses that great old word, wiles. It just says that the enemy has a path, a plan. It's actually a word that comes from a word for a road. It means it's like a systematic plan, the wiles of the devil. Uh, Two things happen right here. Number one, we have to stand against something. Number two, you've got to understand who your enemy is. And that enemy is the devil and his realm, that fallen realm. And so the scripture says you have to stand against that. You cannot just get up every morning and just say, well, I don't know what's going to happen today. Kesarasaral, what will be will be. I mean, you're you're into some kind of goofy Hinduism or something like that if you're believing in karma. Well, whatever happens, it just happens. Everything that happens happens for a cause. Everything that happens happens for a reason. No, no, no. You're in Kabbalah. You're not in Christianity. Everything that happens that comes against you in life has one of two motivating forces it's either of God or it's not of God. Make the tree good or make the tree evil, the Bible says. It's very, very necessary. Uh, You say, you mean to tell me that everything that happens is not God doing that? Are you kidding? All through the Bible, it took a real messed up theologian to start saying that everything that happens, happens because God did it. Because that simply is not in the Bible. The scripture says that you have an adversary called the devil who you are to stand against. His kingdom and his ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, and I had a preacher say this to me one time and I nearly turned the table over. I had to, almost had to get saved again, listen to it. He said, well, everything that happens to me, I'm a Christian, I'm a child of God and I fully agree, he is. And then he said, and, and everything that happens to me is only because God does it in my life. If something good happens, it was God. If something bad happens, it was God. I said, do you really believe that? Let, let's be honest, do you really think that everything bad happens to you is God? He said, well, yeah, I do. I actually think, I believe that. I said, well, let me ask you a question. You love God? And will you, will you accept and just do whatever God says? He said, yeah. I said, well, have you ever been sick in your body? I said, did you take medicine or go to see your doctor? Did you try to get better? You mean you were fighting against God? Yeah. You mean you went and recruited a doctor to be an enemy to God by trying to help get you healed? No, it doesn't hold water anywhere you go. Everything that happens to you is not from God. Every good and perfect gift, James chapter one says, every good and perfect gift cometh from above, from the Father of lights, revelation, understanding, knowing, from the Father of light, illumination. Uh, The scripture says every good and excellent thing, every good and perfect gift comes from God uh, from above, from the father of lights in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, God says, I'm not going to change it in 2019. And I'm sure not gonna change it in 2020. Woo, I feel good about 2020. The Holy Ghost spoke this to me. I'm gonna say this to you real quick. Uh, you you wanna be here this month because as the Spirit of the Lord gives me light on this coming year, some of the things, I'll share some of those things out. But I believe the Holy Ghost has witnessed to me that 2020 is not just about one year, it's about that double, 2020. It's about vision, 2020 vision, you understand? For the sake of analogy, understand that. I believe God's going to cause you to see things and to clearly be able to activate the word of God and the ways of God in your life. But the Holy Ghost said this to me. Now listen, listen. he said 2020 is opening up a decade. No, you didn't get that. 2020 is not just about 12 months. It opens up a decade. It opens up 10 years of something. I believe it is an openness that we have been praying about since I was a little bitty kid and others for thousands of years before me for that great outpouring of God that would shake the nation and shake the world. There will be one before the next advent of the Holy Spirit. And so it's very necessary and, and I believe in this decade that we are about to jump into, you better get ready church, you better have your Holy Ghost running shoes on. It's time for signs and wonders. It's time for the... The power of God. It's time for salvation. It's time for the light of the gospel to get to the dark corners of the world. And you and I get to be a part of it. Oh, glory to God. And God knew you'd be alive at this time. Uh, For such a time as this. Put on the whole armor of God. Here's the reason. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. For we wrestle not against. Now, real quickly, and believe me, I I hadn't got to point one, but but this is it for today. Here it is. For we wrestle not is not the last thing in that verse. It says we wrestle not against. Well, I don't believe in spiritual warfare. Now, look. I know there's some goofy people about that, but I'm going to just keep it with the word of God. Yeah. Just because somebody else fouled up on it doesn't mean there's not plenty of understanding in the word. That's right. Just because it says, for we wrestle not, you've got to continue to read that and in its text at the same time in context. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, everybody shout against. Against. Yeah. Listen, you have an anointing in you that does two things. It opens up and receives. It does not resist the presence of God, the goodness of God, the working of God, the revelation of God. That spirit man on the inside of you receives that you are, in a, you are a magnet for the grace of God, the glory of God, the word of God, the power of God, the goodness of God. But you also are a resister. You do not resist God You and I are told to resist or stand against principalities, powers, wicked spirits. You say, is that in the Bible? We stand against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places the word high doesn't just mean atmospherically it means in positions where the enemy tries to position himself in exalted or elevated uh, areas over your life, over your family over your money, over your church he'll try, he'll try he come here to this church right here we're going to tell him in Jesus name get out of here if that doesn't work we'll bind him and throw him out No, it's very necessary look We got some people that pray in this church. They pray and believe God for effect. Say this with me. The name of the game in prayer prayer. is answers. answers. We believe God. We pray and we believe we will receive from God. If you agree with that, clap your hands to the Lord today. So in this short series that I'll be doing, listen, here's, here's point one. Write it down. Put it up on the screen. Write it down. If you're going to have that victory in your life, you're going to have to know who your enemy is. You have an enemy. Sickness is your enemy. It's not your karma. It's not your lot in life. I guess that's my lot in life. Listen, it is something that you stand against. Poverty is. It's not just your place in life. My family's always been poor. Nobody in my family ever had any money. We're poor, but we're proud. Y'all ever heard that one? You know what the Bible says? It says pride comes before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. We're poor, but we're proud. Look, don't be rich on poverty. Don't be rich on being poor. Begin to expect the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Give me two amens right there. It's very necessary to know who your enemy is and what his weapons are that come against you. That's why the apostle Paul writes in Galatians, he says, for God did not leave us ignorant. We are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. That's in the Bible. Oh, thank God. We have an enemy, but thank God, the one who is with us, the scripture says, is greater and the one who is in us Greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. That's one of the reasons I like abundant life so much because abundant life people believe they can pray and they actually believe answers come and then have the testimony to show it over and over and over. Look, we're not the only ones, but we're people who've made decisions that if the devil is going to try to attack our life, he's going to have to hit the road in Jesus' name. And it's like a wolf going after a sheep. A wolf doesn't kill a sheep because he's hungry necessarily. A wolf has some genetic in him that if he sees a sheep, he will just go kill it. It's He'll just, just go and kill it and, and there'll be a whole little flock of herd of sheep out there that have just been killed. They're not consumed, they're just dead. And the shepherd will come out there and say, oh, the wolves got it. There's something about that. I don't understand that whole DNA thing right there, but they'll do it. They don't have to be hungry, they'll just kill it. Your adversary, the devil, cannot be rationalized or reasoned with. He cannot be tamed. The Bible says he is to be resisted, and all of his stuff. It is to be stood against. You do that in prayer. Come on, shout prayer. Prayer. That's extremely important. You do that. uh, Giving is a powerful thing. The Bible says God will rebuke the devourer for you when you give. You give according to the word of God. Um, Worship is a powerful, powerful way of bringing victory. God inhabits the praise of His people. God shows up, hell's gonna depart. You'll have that victory over and over and over. There's so many things. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter four, uh, to give Satan no place in your life. Give no place to the devil. Ephesians 4, 27. Give him no place. The, the scripture says that, that Satan and that the curse that he tries to put on humanity that caused Adam's fall, Satan had no place in Jesus. Woo, I love that thought. Had no place. He had no place. What the enemy will do is try to get a hold of you. He'll try to latch on to your life. Anywhere there's areas there that you open the door for him. Thank God for grace. I said, thank God for grace. Thank God for his mercy. But you and I are called to take the responsibility of being believers. Some of the things that the scripture goes on and says right there, it's very necessary to see it. It says, be angry, but sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Look, if you walk around mad and angry all the time, you just got this you're just always mad. You're just always mad. All wow. someone's got to do is just look at you the wrong way. And you all of a sudden drive by shooting. <laughs> One finger at a time. <laughs> angry, just got this anger in them all the time. You are throwing the door open for your adversary, the devil. Yes. I'm telling you. He'll find a way to get a foothold in a person's life like that. Be angry and sin not. The scripture says, look, if you get angry, don't get over and sin. Something might set you off a little bit. You take control real quick. And you just say, well, I don't like it. I'm angry about it, but I'm not going to get in sin about it. I think I'll just give it to God. I believe I'll just cast that care over on the Lord. You say, I'm not that mature yet. Grow up! Otherwise, the scripture says you'll give place to the devil. Can't understand why them kids are so mean all the time. Uh oh. Uh oh. Kids are carbon copies. And for some reason, they do not automatically carbon copy all of your highest qualities that's only if you're redheaded I'm sure it doesn't apply to anybody else you know what I mean I'm just telling you we got to be wise in those areas give no place don't let the enemy get a foothold in those areas can I have two amens yes. the Bible says he that steals let him steal no more did you know that stealing and theft and all of that even even just a little bit stealing well I'm just kind of stealing some of the pencils and some of the tools off the job, that big old company won't ever miss them. That ain't got anything to do with it. Stealing opens up a door where the enemy can take place in there. Well, I work on a job, I work for these people, and they're paying me for eight hours a day, but you know, I don't even work for three hours a day. They don't even know it half the time. We're not even doing anything. Yeah, you are. You're stealing. Oh, I'm preaching real good. I might ought to bring a whole series. I might do a whole month on that right there. Oh, you're stealing from your employers what you're doing. It hasn't got anything to do with that employer. No, you need to do what all everything you do, the scripture says, in word or deed, do all in the... Say it out loud. In the name of the Lord Jesus, not as I servants nor men pleasers, but do it as unto the Lord hey, when the boss shows up, man, we better get with it when the boss shows up. The Lord's always present. You say, you're trying to make me the employee of the month. Every month. Every month. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord today. Then he goes on and he starts talking about areas. Laziness is an area. That's why you see in, in the book of Song of Solomon, in the book of Ecclesiastes, you see so much where God writes about being diligent like the ant. It's not because God doesn't want you to just kick back. Sometimes you just got to rest and relax. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this, this character of laziness because I can just get by. You know, you don't serve a get by God. You're not a get by person. You might've been conditioned that way somehow through society and circumstance, but now it's time to be renewed. This is Walter Hallam. And I want to thank you for listening today and just receiving that good word of God that you've gotten off of this podcast. You know, bringing a podcast to you, it's free to you, but it costs to take the gospel of Jesus to the world. You can be a partner. You can help support. Uh, Men and women I found are so generous when the word of God is coming into their life. They want to help take that gospel to someone else. You can text to give today to 832-981-1601. And you can give any support, any amount, and it will be a great blessing. And it will help take the gospel of Jesus uh, to someone else. We'll go the next day and the next day. So text to give today, 832-981-1601. And I want to thank you in advance because without you and with others who support, It would be so difficult for us to get the good news of Jesus Christ into this great generation. Do your part today. Thanks for helping. I love you. I can't wait to see you on the next podcast.